for making a way. Thank you. We rejoice with your goodness and blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Teacher, you see, no matter how you do it, the Holy Ghost will take care of that. So, monitor me, but we can monitor the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Well, we rejoice for the goodness of the Lord. This morning, I would like for you to hear the word of God and you don't close your eyes, you don't close your ears, you don't close your heart. Because the word of God will help you. Amen. Men, most of the time, are not very much aware by some of the things we do that give the occasion to the enemy of God. And this morning, God wants me to raise a caution about your life. David has conquered tremendously people who were far greater and bigger. Second Samuel chapter 8, chapter 9, 10, David massacred them. There was not such a strength for anyone to stand against David. And the people started paying tributes and tithes and taxes to him. I'm trying to figure out whether it was because of that that he forgot himself. But human, the human aspect of man is such that when things are very well, if you are not careful, you can forget yourself. I beg you, don't forget yourself. Learn never to forget. He forgot. I'm not sure. I have not connected it, but I can pick it up in my heart that with all the mighty conquerings over the Syrians and the different ones, David forgot himself. And somehow, he, he sent, put it blunt, because he saw as he was parading at the corridor of his house, a woman bathing and said by all means I need to have this woman and when he was told I'm just we're coming to pray shortly when he was told you can't do this it didn't mean anything to him and David sent and David thought he could hide it Unfortunately, man can always hide. But God, there is nothing that can be hidden from his eyes. And so I want to admonish you to love God and to fear him. Hallelujah. This morning I want to share with you on the subject of when men give occasion to the lost enemy. 
This statement was made by the prophet of God that was sent to confront David on what had happened. And it jumped out of the scripture as I was studying. And immediately the Lord spoke to my heart. Men do forget themselves. But learn not to give any occasion to God's enemy. Praise the Lord. I didn't hear you respond. I said praise the Lord. You know... We are, we are made in such a way that he who is in us is far greater than the world. But we live in a container that is not born again. If, you don't, if God doesn't show you the revelation of how you can control your container, you may think that what is wrong with me? If you let the flesh, it will do as he pleases. And so, this morning as you hear this, don't allow any occasion to God's enemy. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you that the Bible is your word. And I thank you that you saved us that we may live by the word of God and nothing else. I thank you for the, this gathering which is not to any man, but unto you. And I pray that you will have a cause to speak to us individually. I pray, Father, that Dennis, as I know, has nothing to offer except by your Spirit through me. And so, Lord, I pray that the Word of God will have a free course this morning and be magnified. And that Jesus in us will be glorified. Thank you for utterance and thank you for your presence before we come to the Holy Communion. In Jesus' name we have prayed and everyone said. Amen. And so let's go to Second Samuel chapter 12. We will read a portion of it. That's the reason for which I was trying to give you a bit of introduction. Second Samuel chapter 12 verse Verse 9 to 15, Mama will read it for us, and then we will take it from there. Amen. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord hmm. to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Hmm. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, ah. because you have despised me, and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house, and I will take your wives before your, own, before your eyes, and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives. In the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel before the son. Mm. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because 
By this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. Mm. The child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why have you given such a great occasion to the Lord's enemy? Let me tell you, there is no problem with God. Tell your neighbor there is no problem with God. There is nothing impossible with God. And let me tell you, brethren, in this little walk with my God, I have come to fear God and love Him more. I can't begin to tell you things. I can't. But one of the things that I have to learn to fear most, don't give occasion to the lost enemy. Believers must learn those secrets. Because when people are giving occasions to God's enemies, they are not aware. With everything that a prophet of God said to David, nothing bothered me more than the statement, don't give occasion to God's enemy or to the lost enemy. It's not everything that God appreciates all. But make sure You understand everything as you walk with God. May I tell you a secret? I've come to a point. Nothing will move me until I know God has sanctioned what I have to do. Because I have seen that if you are careless with God, a great occasion can be open. So David had not done what was correct. No. He managed the system. He managed it. I'm sure as he was sitting, he was relaxing and thought, who knows? But he had forgotten that before he became a David, the living God had to work on his behalf. He was a shepherd boy on the field. When even the mighty prophet was sent to the house of Jesse, his father, and to anoint somebody for him, God, who said, My eyes have gone around the world and I have found the man that I can use who can really be an instrument that is worthy to carry out my plans. He was not aware. 
when the prophet of God landed in the house of Jesse. And as soon as he saw the man, the firstborn, he concluded, that's the man. The man whose words don't fall to the ground. This time his word fell to the ground. And God said, look here. It's a spiritual movement. You are allowing flesh to come in. Stop it. So the man was asked to pass. Good news. That man was also considered. But he was rejected. The Lord said, for I have refused him. Meant that God lined them up. He was rejected. Second born rejected. Third born rejected. Rejected, 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 rejected. Until the man of God said, Are these all your sons? Before Jesse remembered, there is a little boy who is insignificant. Such a meeting, we don't need a small boy like that here. When nobody else considered David, God considered David and brought him. Anointed him in such a way that standing in the presence of demonic forces, he will play and demons will not do anything. Rose up and destroyed many things and even Goliath. That for many days people, he would just speak a word and they would run and scatter into their cage and couldn't do anything. And God says, I'm sending you my small boy. Go and feast on that enemy of mine. Enemy of God. David goes to the field and as he's talking with his brethren with the little beans and rice he brought to give to them, all of a sudden somebody rises up and says, Bring me a man that will face me. If he kills me, we will become your servants. And if I kill him, you will become our servants. And David said, Who is this uncircumcised man? Who is taunting the armies of the living God? I will finish him up. And when, when David was, finally, it's a long story, but when David was arrayed to stand and to fight Goliath, something that I saw in that scripture so beautiful, as the man was speaking natural, to say, I will finish you, David spoke spirit. You come against me with this, but let me tell you, in the name of the Lord, I will finish you and cut your head. And David kills Goliath. And the sword of Goliath alone, the weight of the sword, was carried to follow David. Women, as usual, they sang, Saul has killed thousands. David has killed the ten thousands. Unfortunately, the man was upset and he gave room to the enemy of God. Child of God, may I tell you something? Think about your life in Christ Jesus. Oh, and don't give any occasion for the enemy of God. Our adversary, when he gets you, he will not spare you. You won't say amen. Are you awake at all? 
So now David now has gotten to the point. David now, he's, he was a brutal fighter. When you read Second Samuel where he displays, God anointed this man to be just great. And then one day, as he stood at the top of his house, she saw a woman, fell in love with a woman, they say somebody's wife, he says, I don't care. And when they did what they had to do, and the news broke, or not that the news broke, but news got to him and said, the thing we did, the results have come, positive. David said, positive for what? He said, the work we did has shown by the doctor that it is positive. David said, you mean you are pregnant? And David designed another way. One of the things I have found that I am learning to be careful about, one sin leads to the other. If you don't know, learn it today. You lie one, you will lie thousand. You deny one, you deny thousand. It is good to say the truth at all times. It is good to be a child of God at all times. It is good to be loyal at all times. It is good to be whatever God wants you to be at all times. Don't give any occasion. David now. A man that Holy Ghost can come and he will sing and everything. The man has taken a seat now. And now the man is very far. And I have seen that any time. In fact, when I gave in in those days to the work of the enemy. Uh, uh, to the occasion of the enemy. You know, one of the things I discovered now. Any time you gave in occasion to the enemy. You become very sharp in your mind to do more nonsense. So this guy, Satan, okay, I will bring the husband and ask him to go and sleep with the wife. So what will happen is that when they have sex together, the woman will now say, I'm pregnant. And the man would admit that my wife is pregnant. So he sends for Uriah. He comes. And the private soldier eats at the table of the king. And he gives the best one wine that could make him get intoxicated. The man got intoxicated, alright. And he says, lead him to his house. And he is going... He gets to the gates. The guards are helping him. Uriah, come, 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 come. I won't come. We are going to your house. I'm not going. I may be drunk, but I'm not going to my house. Can't force me. Fear God. Fear God. An intoxicated man, his heart 
could still be tanned. Refuses to go. There are things I read and I fear. I fear. Ha! You couldn't bundle him out because he was the king's guest. So he slept with the guards. The following day, the chief of the guards went. Did you see Uriah up to his house? Oh, Ken, the man refused to go. He slept with us in the guard house. Ah! What did you say? He said, we, he, you made him drunk, but he refused to go to the guard house. Uh, to, to, to his house. Thank you. Okay. What must I do again? There has to be a way around it. Because this thing, this thing, the enemy comes to King David and sets by King David and says, you know, the best you can do He came home. The people on the field will know that his house is closer to your house. So when you kill him, and later it's announced that he's pregnant, everybody will assume that by all means, apart from the people who are here, everybody will assume that it is the husband who impregnated. He sends a nice letter to Joab and say, put him in front. I beg you, if you are walking with God, learn how to hear the voice of God and be careful with every movement because I have seen that God is faithful. I've seen it. I've seen it. Sends a love letter to Joab and said, you know, this private soldier, I you know, the, uh, just find a way and put him in front of where it is. The battle is strong and Joab knew something. Well, Joab already now, he was afraid of so he too, he would do to pacify my chief and did it and Uriah died. And David sat and thought mission accomplished. And God sends a man. And the man comes and he says, King David, <laughs> there's a, an issue we need to discuss. Somebody in your country here. You see the wisdom of God. I have to fear God. The wisdom of God. Somebody has a lot of sheep and there's somebody else who has only one and he got a guest and he refused to touch his own, just one of his own. He just went for that one man. Immediately, David raised up and, ah, I would deal with him as a king. He said, you are the man. And then, a man said, well, the reason why I said you are the man is that this is what and what you have done. Ah. 
But there is something, there is something about this David man that I pray every church member will beg God for it. He doesn't defend. He, 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 is that verse 13? Let me see what is there. Can you read it for me, every one of you? One, two. I was blown when I saw the space upon which God, this man spoke and God reacted. I said, such a big sin. You get up and you say, I have sinned against God. And God says that, okay, I accept it. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You're clapping. Is it for me? It's not for me also. You want to rejoice. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm reasoning, teacher. I'm reasoning and I said, Lord, this is, this is, the man has been told and then quickly he opens his, his mouth and he says, I have sinned against the Lord. One word. I have sinned against the Lord. Then quickly the prophet of God comes back and he says, if you have sinned and admitted, you are forgiven. Who can do this? Who can do this? God, he is merciful. He didn't start calculating. And you slept, you killed. You, he, he did not weigh the thing as long as he saw a broken heart. I pray every church member will learn to have a broken heart. I pray every church member will learn to know how to walk with God. I pray. God said, okay, forgiving David, forgiving. But as I come to now the message, the man of God speaks and he says that, well, it's going to be tough for you, it's going to be this, it's going to be that in your house, your wives will be raped in the open, your so-so-and-so, your so-so-and-so, but then nothing else bothered me about all those things except for one word. For you have given a great occasion to the enemy of God. Ha! Ah! Ah! Ha! Do you know, a child of God, are you here? Are you here? Nothing is impossible with God. Listen to me carefully. No matter intelligent and protective you are, Listen to this. If God says you are protected, you will walk through the shadow of death. You will fear no evil. For he is going to be with you. And there won't be any cause. But when you give an occasion to God's enemy, God's hands are tight. That's what I learned. I saw that, that the issue... It's not God not protecting. But the issue had to do with you opening the door for Satan to come in. And that is what majority of us also overlook. 
such a critical thing that you should make sure that your door will not be open. We don't pay attention to those things. We are concerned about anything else. But this, this, this morning, may I ask you, don't give any occasion to God's enemy. It, it disturbs God. Are you listening? Put on the board for me. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. Will you read the scripture please? One, two. Such a simple scripture. One more time. Another time. Where Bible is establishing is that learn never, never, never to give place to the devil. God is bigger, greater, but the only thing that will stop his hand from doing what he has to do over your life is when you give place to the devil. That one, no matter what. That's why the scripture says, great occasion. The word is great occasion to the enemy of God. Great occasion. One time, Jesus was speaking so deeply to his disciples. Very deep, secret things. And then all of a sudden, he lifted his eyes and said, John chapter 14, verse 30, I have always thought about that statement by verse 30. I have always thought about that statement. Mama, you wouldn't read that for me. I've always thought about this statement. I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming. And he has nothing in me. What is God saying? What is God saying? I'm standing here, we are discussing matters, but I want to shelve our discussion right now because the ruler of this world is coming. The good news is that he cannot pick up anything from me to accuse me of. I pray that you be a child of God who will give no place to the devil. Even Jesus, even Jesus was conscious of the fact that I don't have to give this guy an inch. I don't need to do that. A child of God, there is nothing as or like a small sin. And there is nothing like a big sin. Sin is a sin. Many of us are suffering, asking for prayers. Many of us are suffering and can't put our hands on it just because we have neglected the door that we opened ourselves. Majority of the problems is not God, oh. It is the door we opened. You better shut it today and shut it forever. For any time a person gave in, you disarmed the protective hand of the Lord. That's not how God wants it. That's why we need to be careful. 
That's why, you see, and then you know, if I can tell you this, sometimes you may misunderstand me. That Why is he praying every day, preaching about holiness and this? You don't have any idea what it means when the devil gets a foothold. You don't have any idea. Ah, he has become a holiness preacher. Yeah, he has become uh, this. Oh, let me be. Because this is good for you. Because any time an occasion is opened, our enemy, you don't know how much he rejoices. So I beg you. I beg you. If it was anything else, I would say it. But it is not so. Don't give an occasion to God's enemy. So the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. I said to the Lord, why would you want to make such a statement that the devil cometh? I mean, yes, yes, yes. You are great, and even your presence alone, I know people will confess and say, Have you come to destroy us before your time? And Satan knows. Or why would you say this? He said, I was just doing that to teach my people that they should never give place to the devil. Because one inch can cause great havoc. Hey. Okay. I will be careful. May you be careful. About everything. About everything. Be careful about everything. This morning, our sister was praying. And she made a remarkable statement by the Spirit. It is not everything that is accepted in the sight of God. Be careful. Neither give place to the devil. Whenever the devil is coming around, he does not advertise on the paper that I am the one coming. When he wanted David to misbehave, and when he went and said, David, have you seen the beautiful girl? As soon as David didn't reject by saying, I will look! Because I will not spare my eyes to look at any woman. When he didn't do that, he magnified his supplies to such an extent that when after David has even done the job, he increased the momentum to cover it. May the Lord help us. I would caution you to be more careful in life. If you really want to make it into this eternal kingdom that we are preaching about, you don't take things for granted. You take things very seriously. What does the Bible say in First Peter? Chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. I want to tell you, if you are never sober, you will not see. Mama, you won't read that for us. First Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, 
because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour <laughs> resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world praise the lord i said praise the lord when when did you, when did you last see satan walking about is there anybody here who saw him when he was walking about can anybody see him seated in the church can anybody see him seated in, the, in, your, in your house, on your job? Did, when your boss was nasty to you the other day, did you see Satan standing on his neck? But the Bible says that he walks about angrily. The reason why he's very angry is that he's angry at those who believe. He wants them to fall. He wants us to give up. He wants us to throw our hands up. He wants us to, to say... I'm tired. Oh, this morning I encourage you, don't be tired. Don't be tired. Don't give in. Don't give. Don't give in. Praise the Lord. He is walking about like an angry lion seeking whom he may devour. But I love that word because the Bible says that he is looking, searching an avenue where he can start operating. But as long as he doesn't get the chance, may I announce it to you, he cannot operate. Keep your door shut. Tell your neighbor, keep your door shut. Praise the Lord. He will come around. It is his nature to come around and to try. If per adventure, he will give in. A story is told of a mighty preacher man who was such a dynamic man that at crusades, the unthinkable would happen. The enemy sent, he, in fact, the title is something, something time. Anyway, a story goes like this. The enemy sent people, sent a beautiful girl. Came the office and started. When you see, you will say, this one be your papa. And demonstrated all kinds of things. Tried to catch the man misbehave. And the thing was like, the way this case is, I must go and pray. When the man stood up and was going to the woman and to stretch the hand to pray, the Holy Ghost bent the hand and said, Ash! So he pulled the hand back. Now that sensitivity is what I am learning. Because it's not everything you jump into. And then as he started praying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, celebrate, shake Lord, this matter... He was praying, the woman gets up and he said, no, 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 and then runs off. Because that's not the mission. I wanted you to fall. Several times he was tempted in various ways without a blame. And Satan got together with his group and said, we have one last strategy. He works miracles at crusades. We are going to let him think that he is the greatest of all. And he doesn't, uh, he's, he's all in all. 
And God loved the servant so much that he sends somebody and he comes and he sits down and he said, I saw in my vision there was this situation and as he narrated, depicting that this was what is going the man of God jumps up and says, Get off my face! Leaves, no problem. There was a crusade scheduled for him to go to a certain village. And then a big man from the government sent that I'm going to have a meeting of so so and so. We are going to invite all ministers and everybody will be there around the same time. When he had given his word to the people in the village, this one also comes and he couldn't refuse and Satan jumps up and whispers into the ear this will bring you more money to be able to buy crusade equipment and to be able to do great things for so you just go to the show he didn't consider he gets up he refused at first but satan nagged and nagged and finally he accepted it and finally he went and told the people that i cannot come because i have a big meeting here council that the people came and begged and said, you know, these are villagers. They don't have anything. We have motivated them. They are coming. They need to be saved, he said, another time. And then he refused. And it was the beginning of the fall. May I beg you, you don't know how Satan has been looking for you. Neither give place to the devil. So the Bible says, be what? Ah, child, are you child of God? Are you following me? Be what? Sober means that be so sensitive to hear and to begin to, Lord, you know, my, this is one of the things that most Christians don't do. May I pass it on that you will learn to do. Anything you are not so sure, please don't let your mouth go quick. Lord, what are you saying about this? Are you in this? If you will do that, it shall be well with you. Don't think you know it all. Have, have, you know, I, I'm careful because I can't say things. When I started moving that direction, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. Sometimes God will say, don't talk. You will see my glory. And indeed you will see it. You will see it. Why would I stand here and exaggerate something I'm, I don't know? You will see the glory of God. So please, be sober. This was to saints. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, God's adversary, your God, enemy, God's enemy, The devil walks about like a rolling lion, seeking, seeking whom he may devour. Thanks be to God. There's something you must do. Resist him. And let me tell you about resistance. Sometimes we think that it is by prayer. Now we come and we resist you, Satan. At the time you are resisting him, he's not there. May you have wisdom and apply. That prayer meeting that we say, I resist you, I resist you. He's, he's in Togo and he's saying, I hear my name. I'm not even there. They are resisting me. Because he's not omnipotent, omnipresence. But he will come at a time 
when there is nobody, then he will whisper. It is in the whispering and the suggestions that you have to do what? Resist him. It is in the whispering that you have to say, what do you think? Clear off my face in the name of Jesus. Do you want me to do this? Do you know what it means? I'm a child of the living God. My body is the temple of the living God. I cannot do what you want me to do. We have mouth. We don't talk to him. We talk to Satan when he's not even around. Would you learn to talk to him when he, came, when he comes around? And don't talk when he's far away. Why can't we be wise? At a time that things are rolling in your heart and in your mind, that's when you have to say, no, can't get me to do this. It's too dangerous for me to be here. Walk out. Walk out on Satan. Walk out on, now I cannot be here. I cannot do this. No, no, no. It's not a good time. We sit and allow him to have influence and then get the work done. And when we finish, we come and at the prayer meeting, I resist you. I resist you. He said, one kasa wa resist resist me. Learn this wisdom. Hey, Learn to resist the devil. And the Bible said he will flee. Don't resist him at a time he's not there. Jesus told the disciples something fantastic. He said, when the cloud gathers, you don't need anything. You can come and say it's going to rain. Majority of Christian people, unfortunately, we, don't, we are not able to discern the times and the seasons. We cannot read. We cannot understand to say, what is going on here? If David had resisted, no, there wouldn't have been that statement. Why have you given a great occasion to God's enemy? Please, as I come to a close, I can't finish preaching this. I want you to take note of this. Let me just give you what you need to do, which will help you. To fight this battle of faith. This warfare we are in. I want to give you. Let's go to Romans chapter 13 verse 14. I have jumped a lot of things because of time. I want to be obedient today. I want to be small today. I want you to read the scripture for me. You know, you know, the problem I have is that if you give me the chance, four hours, but you don't have the capacity, it's okay. One, two. One more time. May I tell you this? 
If I'm telling you to become more spiritual, I don't mean no harm. But don't say that everything is spirit, spirit, spirit. Because if you put on Jesus Christ, it will help your life. If you make a little provision to yourself, Satan will take advantage. Praise the Lord. Did you hear what I said? Spirit, put on Jesus so much and let the flesh die. For Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, the words, they are spirit and they are. But the flesh does what? Profits nothing. So if you are a child of God and you want to be flesh more, it's no problem. It's a choice. You can have it. Kill the body. Give it no room. Insist that, ha, I will not. Because your adversary will take advantage. And whenever he's taking advantage, he doesn't bring it to let it become as if this is the enemy doing it. It magnifies the flesh. It makes you feel pompous. It makes you feel important. It makes the flesh say, It be me be that. Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary is moving about. Not looking for the people he has in his camp. He's looking for the saints. Resist him. Neither give place to the devil. God bless you.